hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Horrible Horror, Tough Guy, So Bad, It's Scary! What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. We are here with at the St. Louis Contamination Horror Sci-Fi and Pop Culture Convention. With me, as always, Aaron Southworth. So we are here at Contamination. This is kind of the St. Louis's strong horror sci-fi pop culture, as Marshall just said. That's me. I'm saying it again. But yeah, we're here, and uh, to be perfectly honest, Marshall, I gotta tell you, he may not have much to do with horror, but we have the best seat in the house. We, we do have the best seat in the house. Uh, you guys can eat your heart out, eat the heart out, because, uh, you know what, Aaron, let's, you, you, can, you can take the, the reveal on this one. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we have the best seat in the house, and I'll tell you why. You just heard him, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard him with the intro. We have Hacksaw Jim Duggan right across from us. Goddamn, I'm a little kid going insane. My eight-year-old self is going fucking bonkers. Yeah, so, I, I, my eight-year-old's got, like, a boner in his pants right now. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> easy. Hexaw's all man. Hexaw is all man. He would chew you up and spit you up. Tough guy. I am not a tough guy compared to him. <laughs> uh, so this week, we are here recording this live. To rip, it, rip it out from Aaron. Live. There it is. And we, we did Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Uh, this movie was released August 26, 1988. It's a basic hour, 80 minutes uh, so, 80-minute uh, movie. Uh, you can find it on Amazon and iTunes. It's uh, written by Michael A. Simpson, directed by Fritz Gordon. That's a heck of a name, Fritz. I like the name Fritz. Fritz. It's very German. It is very German. Fritz. Austrian, Fritz. Austrian, German, that kind of, yeah. So uh, the cast is kind of interesting. Um, we, the, obviously, uh, kind of the big names is Pamela Springsteen, who played, who now who took over for Felisa Rose and plays Angela. She only has 15 credits as an actor, but because she gave up acting to pursue her career as a photographer, but she's famous because she's Bruce Springsteen's sister. That's her big claim to fame. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Bruce That's all news sister. to me. And uh, her, she she was she was a photographer for several of his album covers, huh. uh, including Lucky Town. And she also had bit parts in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Family Ties. Did she do the iconic Born in the USA cover, where it's just Bruce Springsteen's butt in blue jeans and a baseball cap hanging out the back with the American flag in the as background? As far as I know, I don't think so. God it, damn. I guess that she did Lucky Town. I guess I imagine she was just like, you know what, I'm not going to take a picture of my brother's ass. Yeah, maybe. So maybe, maybe that's why she didn't do that one. Uh, the other people that are worth noting are, um, was I'll come back to these two, but we have... Uh, 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 Walter Gotel, Gatel, who plays Uncle John's movie. This guy has done it all. This I am guy, amazed. You, I can just tell by his voice. This guy has been. He's done some iconic stuff. You, he's got 168 credits. Uh, he died in 1997, but he did some amazing work. And just listen to this resume: The Spy Who Loved Me, From Russia with Love, Octopussy, Moonraker, The Boys from Brazil. The African Queen, people. I, I know most of our listeners have probably never heard of that, but that is a Humphrey class, Bogart, Humphrey Captain, Bogart. Uh, Captain Hepburn. Yeah, yeah. classic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he also appeared on X-Files, Tales from the Crypt, Puppet Master 3, MacGyver, Freddy's Nightmare, Star Trek. The way he enunciates words, his delivery. I mean, he's got a very small role in this movie, but he commands the presence. Yeah. He, like, he's got a very he's commanding so, presence. He's good. And then uh, we have uh, Valerie Hartman, who plays Allie, who's kind of the slutty girl in this movie. And and there, there goes Hexa. There goes Hexa. Um, the funny thing about Allie is that she worked. She came back and worked on Sleepaway Camp three, but she went from an actress to an assistant to the director or writer and the raccoon wrangler. Hey, there you go. So she had a she big does, fall from she grace. Does it all. <laughs> and, she puts your fingers in all kinds of pies. And you can see her in Sleepaway Camp four, the, the weird hybrid movie as an archive footage. And the last person I'll mention the cast is. Uh, Renee Estevez, who plays Molly, she has 45 credits to her name, 43 episodes of West Ring. She was in Heathers. Uh, she, she auditioned, Love Heathers. She auditioned for the role of Rennie in Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan, but lost out to Jensen Daggett, 
And her, her big thing is she's the daughter of Martin Sheen, so she's sister to Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Ooh, she's a Sheen. She's a Sheen. Oh. Or an Estevez. Well, Wait, what's her last name? Estevez. Oh, okay, so she's the Estevez She Yeah, she's the Estevez. The Sheenefeses. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, so. Jumping into Sleepaway Camp 2, we have, we open with this group of campers and counters sitting around a campfire in the woods telling ghost stories, you know, scary stories, whatever. And this leads to one of the campers, Phoebe, telling the story of the events that occurred during the first Sleepaway Camp movie. So she's kind of retelling the events. Uh, and during this, uh, her, her telling of the story, she gets interrupted by Angela, who is now a camp counselor at Camp Rolling Hills, where this takes place. And Angela is all about the rules and being good and a good camper. Yeah. So she, she's she's like the stick in the mud. Yeah, she is. And so she's like, hey, you know, get back to the cabin. You broke the you, you You're out after me. dark. Yeah. You're with the boys. You're breaking the rules. Yeah. So Phoebe's like, ah, well, I don't want to. But she she's goes. She's really not doing anything wrong. She's just talking. Yeah, she's not too bad. But on the way back, she whines a little bit about being caught. She's like, hey, I didn't really do anything wrong. This is you're overreacting. Because she's talking about sending her home. Yeah. And Angela says that, you know, you're being a bad camper. I might have to send you home. And then they kind of split up for a minute. And then she comes back and just bashes Phoebe so, over the head with a giant log. They, they separate. Like, it's, you get no inkling of actual malice or no. anger. And this is what makes it so kind of fucking creepy is that she's just like, you know, oh, a little hissy tiff. I didn't do anything wrong. You know what you did wrong. Okay. Next thing you know. Bam! Yeah. Branch to the side of the head. And it's such a great effect because the, it hits her in the side of the head and she goes, oh, you can tell she's stunned. Yeah. And then blood just trickles down and she goes, It's not Ugh. true. I mean, it's just like then, smack. It's a, gr- it's, it's a good, it's, I guess whatever foam piece they used looked really good because it looked like she got fucking bludgeoned with a, with a log. Yeah. So uh, after she is beaten to death with a log, Angela bends down and cuts her tongue out for yeah. using bad language. She falls down dead. She's dead. She's got her tongue hanging out and she goes, this is what you get for using bad language. And she takes out her camping knife and cuts off her tongue and that's how we start. That is how we start. Now we're going to opening credits and the next morning, Angela wakes up her group of girls in the cabin. So, uh, I, I, this, these aren't the only girls in the camp. Like, it's, this is like Angela's group. Everybody's got their, like, broken yeah. into groups. So, so they're not the only girls, but no, it's, it's just, Angela's group. This is what group. we focus yeah. on, Angela's group. There's about eight, uh, what, eight, ten well, of them. Yes, you know. here we are. This is where we, we have Allie the slut who spends more time in this movie naked or topless than she does with her clothes on. Right. Um, Molly the good girl who kind of looks like a very young Jennifer Aniston to me. Kind of, yeah, I can see it. Um, we have Mare who's kind of Allie's sidekick. Uh, Demi, the black girl who talks way too much in this yeah. movie. Um, then Leah, or yeah, Leah, the, uh, she's the camp-loving goody-goody who tells on everyone. And then we have Brooke and Jody, who are the weed-loving sisters. Yes, yes. So that, that, they, they have a name. What's their name? The Shite Sisters. Shite Sisters, But they call yeah. them the Shit Sisters. Yeah. Uh, and then Phoebe was part of this group, obviously, but she's now She gone. just got bludgeoned. So the girls noticed that Phoebe's, and Phoebe and all of her stuff are gone. And Andrew's like, hey, I had to send her home for breaking the rules. So the girls and then are like standing around talking, getting ready for the morning, and we're introduced to the Tit Patrol, which consists of two boys named Charlie and Emilio. Oddly enough, I and, love these kids. Yes, they because <laughs> they're like barely thirteen. They're barely teenagers. Yeah, it looks 13. like this is like a teenage camp, like a yeah. teenagers camp. So they just make the cut of teenagers, and all they're obsessed with is tits. Yeah, that's all they want to see are tits. <laughs> is all they want to see. Uh, so yeah, they spend the whole movie looking for tits and taking pictures of the of girls undressing with their pull away. Like they're camera. fucking purrs. Yeah. You know, they're peeping toms. They're like they're pre progressive boys. I mean that's they're that's kinda normal for And that again, age. this is the eighties, so they're just like, Oh, boys will be boys. Boy, exactly. Whereas now they'd be like, you know, almost like you might be prosecuted as an adult. <laughs> you know? You're a sexual predator. Exactly, exactly. Um, so now we meet Uncle John. And Uncle John's kinda like the head boss of the camp, like the camp director. Um, and he's like the older man, he's like in his sixties or so. And he's talking to Angela about the old days of the camp and how all the good kids would come here, but now they have trouble filling up half the cabins with God knows who. And Angela Baker, Richard, there's still good kids out there, but we just have to weed through the bad ones. So they, they kind of, they, that's for, you know, a little foretelling, foretelling there. Yeah. Um, in the mess hall, now all the cameras are gathered around for breakfast and the morning announcements. Um, and Angela's named Cancer of the Week and then leads everyone in singing the morning song, Oh, I'm a Happy Camper. And it's kind of funny because you can tell the kid, like, the kids are like, they're doing it, but they can tell they're just like, oh, geez, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, some are just like, just doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, just what? doing it for like, laughs and giggles, and, and they're just kind of thinking, oh, this is so lame and cheesy, but Angela loves it. Yeah. She, this is like her, this is like her one of her thing. happiest moments of the day. Yeah. She's having a great time. So, yeah, she's she thinks it's great. But you can uh, tell. 
no one else gives a fuck. They're just placating. Yeah. And, and there's some that are doing it like so, like they're doing it. It's the, the opposite, like, eh, we're going through the motions. Others are doing so over the top in a way, like, they're making fun of just the opposite way. Yeah. Um, so after breakfast, we meet TC and his, oh, his curly golden mullet from heaven. I love TC's mullet. That mullet is beautiful. TC's mullet is fucking fantastic. And I don't know about you, but for anybody else who grew up in the 80s and with Full House, he looks like he could be like Dave Coulier's brother. <laughs> He really does. Yeah, he's he's got a great '80s look. I mean, oh, we're talking. If you want to, you, you know, like, look it up in the dictionary. Like, '80s a- mullet rocker dude. You know, yeah. uh, he he should be driving a Corvette. You know, or or T-bird. like a Fiara or something. A, a T-top you know. T-bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, I Rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he and he asked, and TC's asking, he's like, even though it's your day off, would you like to come down and swim with us? Andrew declines, saying she's not a very good swimmer. But I just mean, he's like, I didn't realize camp. Counselors at a summer game would get a day off. Like they're there all day. Like as a right. counselor, like they do have backups. Like who gets a day off? Well, there? maybe it's her day off from like leading groups and you know maybe. things like that. That's just, all I can think. I thought it was weird. Yeah. So um, at the pool, we watch as Sean, who is like the hot, supposed to be the hunky guy, uh, and Molly, they start bonding and talking, getting closer. Uh, during this conversation, we learn that Sean's dad is a divorced cop. And he apparently helped arrest Angela after the instance yeah. of the first movie. So there's a link. Uh, meanwhile, a jealous Allie removes her bikini top from underneath her white shirt and then goads, like, Rob into throwing her into the pool. Yeah, it's like he's talking. He's just like, yeah, I play soccer and I do this. And yeah. She's not paying attention. The whole time, she's just wiggling off her top from underneath the shirt. And he, she doesn't give a damn about this guy. He's trying to impress her, trying to impress her. Then he, she just looks at him and goes, She's just like, I would hate it so much if you threw me into that I would, pool. I would kill you yeah. if you throw me in the and pool. And, of course, he's just like, fuck yeah. Uh, loud and clear, baby. Yep. <laughs> I'm throwing you in the pool. So, yeah. So she uh, 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 she's, they, she, she's throwing the pool, and then she swims over and pops up behind Sean, and she's trying to, like, tempt him with her now see-through wet nice, shirt. With, nice, nice, nice. With, with so, yeah, it's nice. Showing, it's nice. Through. It's nice. And, of course, the uh, tip patrol sees us and calls out party hats at 2 o'clock, which might be my new favorite <laughs> party hats. slang for boobs. Party hats at 2 o'clock. Party hats at 2 o'clock. I think I'm going to use that. Yeah. I mean, we're here at the con, and we're seeing a lot of people in, uh, you know, in, in cosplay. Cosplay. So we're seeing a lot of party hats out because yeah. a lot of ladies just, if they got it, they flaunt it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be calling it party hats. Uh, so, but Sean doesn't fall for the bait, and he and Molly, like, head off to get something to drink. Um, and so out in the woods, Angela stumbles across the Weed Sisters. They're smoking, and they're, they're the mo- Shite Sisters, and, and they're making fun of her beloved song. Yeah, they're they're mocking it. They're redoing the words, and uh, oh, they're, they're doing a great play on words. What was it like? I'm a happy camper. It's like um, I love this. I love this look. I love this. I love this smoke. And if you pay me money on my titties, you can suck. Yes, that's it. That's it. That, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, so time passes, and I assume it's now the morning because we see the flag being raised. And Andrew comes walking out of the woods and asks TC if he's seen the sisters. He says no. And that makes it like, did Andrew just spend the night out in the woods or something? Like, why is she coming out of the woods? Like, I, the time here doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's real it, confusing it, to it me. It wasn't that bad, though. And TC says, like, you know, like, good morning, blah, blah, whatever. And uh, he tells that uh, they, the sisters were not at breakfast, and neither was this guy named Ralph. So we, we don't know who he is. But Angela hears that. She storms off. So back in the woods, she's walking around. She finds her quarry. She finds the sisters. And one's blacked out. One's passed out on hardcore. Like just yeah. a, with an empty liquor bottle in her hand. While the other one. She's partying fucking hard. Yeah. While the other one is making out with Ralph on the ground. Yeah. So Angela interrupts them and sends Ralph running off. And she's like, get out of here. Yeah. The one sister like, just drunkenly giggles and, and high, her drunken high. And she's like, hi. And then just passes out. Yeah. She's, alcohol. she's so fucked up. She could. I don't know how much longer she could sustain the making out. Exactly. I thought the same thing. Like, if yeah. that's how you were making out, like, you were going to pass out, like, in any way during yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so she wakes up and finds herself tied to, like, a metal grill that sits over on cinder blocks above a fire pit. Like a, like an outside, like, a barbecue fire yeah. pit kind of thing. Yeah. Just, like, old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela's staying over, and when she sits up, she comes face-to-face with the burnt and charred skeletal remains of her sister. Now, to be technical, these... Remains are so burnt oh, and gone; yeah. it would take hours it to would. achieve that. So, either Angela's handy with a flame, or she's been barbecuing this bitch for or hours. Like, or she dropped like an incinerator right. grenade on her. Just Jesus Christ! 
So she pours gasoline over the other sister saying, it's one thing to screw up your own life, but you also screw up your sister's. Let this be a lesson to you. Say no to drugs. And then Angela lights a match, flicks it on the sister, and she erupts into flames, burns to death screaming while Angela just stands there and smiles and glitters. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, so we cut to the sounds of a girl screaming and what looks like a pool of blood, but it pans up just revealed that it's a girl who splits, uh, uh, spilt red paint, right? Yeah. And she's whining. She's like, and this is a girl I call a Sloop John B girl. Because she's whining about how much she hates and she wants to go home. Yeah, Why I won't they let her go, go home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why won't you let me go home? I want to go home. So, um, which exactly what happens? That's, they, they send her home. They, they finally come to it. They're like, all right, we'll take you home. Yeah, the, we see her pick. Her mom picks her up. She's loading the car. They drive off. Um, and then this is when Angela tells Uncle John that she also had to send the sisters home as well for doing drugs and fornicating with boys. And he offers her a can of beer. But again, Angela being the stick of the mouth says, no thanks, I don't drink. Right. So she's like uptight. She plays by the rules. Does nothing wrong, except for you know, slaughter people. Yeah, that's that's her vice. <laughs> that's her vice. Some people smoke, some people drink. Angela, she Just likes to kill. kill that's people. her thing. Yeah, that's yeah. her vice. Uh, so later that night in the girls' cabin, Angela tells her cameras that she, uh, cameras about spending uh, sending the sisters home, and then she leaves for a counselor meeting. And while she's gone, the boys decide. TC's group of boys, that is, decided to do a little panty raid on the girls. They bust oh, into dude. the cabin. I love this classic panty raid. Yeah. a whirlwind of chaos and grab as many bras and panties as they can. Allie jumps on one of the boys' back, and this is when Angela return, returns from the world's shortest and fastest meeting I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. She's gone for maybe a minute? three minutes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and comes back. And maybe some of our listeners don't know what panty raid is. But this is something that I think kind of died off in the 90s. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, but like even in the 60s and 70s and 80s, like it started dying off. 99, when I was in college, my freshman year in college, we did You one. guys did a panty raid? We, on a sorority house, yeah. Wow. When I was a pledge, we did a so panty raid. So you basically burst into where all the girls are staying and just in a crazy amount of chaos, you burst in and go for their underwear. You don't really focus on the girls. You're just trying to steal their underwear. Yeah. And they fight. It's flirty and it's panty raid. I, whatever. That's what. It, yeah. That's was it what fun? It, did you Did you enjoy the panty raid? Yeah. I mean, it was a sorority house, so of course we did. <laughs> now, question: Did Did anything come from the panty raid? Did you uh, hook up with a girl later that night? Did you have to give her back her panties? Uh, I, no, I did not hook up with anybody that night because that was during my hell week. Uh, so we were busy with other things. Didn't have a chance to hook up. It, we Getting went spanked in, and we basically went in and got yeah. You know, that sucks with ghosts. You know, we went and did our thing, and we, we left. We, we had a little bit of time to talk and joke around, but we basically were in and out for the most part. In and out, huh? Oh, hey. Bazinga. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, where was it? so, yeah, she tells him that uh, Andrew comes in and says, Uncle John's going to hear about this. The boys run off, except for Sean, who stays behind and says that they weren't doing anything wrong, just having a little fun. And then he gives Molly a kiss on the cheek, and then he leaves. So the girls then decide to get the boys back. By stealing their jock straps, which again made me scratch my head because, like, who takes jock straps to summer camp? Yeah, one another thing is, like, there's not a the football f- team on a road trip. There, who does that? You wear a jock strap when you're doing like intense sport to keep your boys close to your body, or when you're at your camp. Comp- the way you're, right, you're, right. Yeah. You wear at camp. You know, wearing a jock strap. However, it's still kind of funny because one of the girls is running around with it in her head. Yeah, yeah, she ended up doing that. And so, yeah, now we, we cut the girls right in the boys' cabin. TC catches them in the act, but he don't give a shit. <laughs> He's just like, call me when it's over, and he goes back to bed. Uh, so now Mayor tells the boys that if they don't give them back their bras and panties, they will be seeing a lot more of this. And then and she, she flashes, flashes them her tits. But isn't that the point? <laughs> and, of course, Angela walks in in, in mid-flash. I didn't understand that. She's, she's like, you'll be seeing a lot more of this. Exactly. And flash your tits, and it's like, yes. Yes, that's yeah, exact, what we want to see more of. Exactly. It's like what that's the worst threat ever because yeah. you, it should be like either give them back or you'll never see these again. That makes not, sense. That's like, hey, the longer you keep on your pants, we're gonna keep flashing you all I'm like all right, I'm Sweet. just gonna hold all these forever. Never like, you're never, these you're back. never getting these back then. It's the worst threat ever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Angela then is seen driving Mare somewhere in a car. And Angela actually, at this point, actually tries to give Mayor a second chance. She's actually trying to be reasonable and says, hey, I know, even though you did a sick and disgusting thing by showing your breasts, uh, I'll chalk it up to you just trying to impress Allie and just um, just say you're sorry because we're going to be at camp, but I really like you there. And Mayor's like, fuck that. I refuse to apologize. I would rather die first than say I'm sorry. 
And with that, Andrew's like, all right. She just turns into the back. She starts looking for something. And, and uh, Mary's like, what, are you looking for a gun? And she's like, nope, a drill. I love it. And pulls out a goddamn electric power drill with a, with a long paddle <laughs> bit on the end, and just, which is the type of bit that's used to, like, carve holes in the wood. Right. So, and uh, just drills Meredith. It's like she tries to cover up and screams, but just blood goes flying everywhere, sprays all over the car. And I love Angela. She like gets sprayed, but she's like, Ugh. she yeah. goes right back to work. She kind of goes ew, <laughs> but then yeah, goes, yeah. <laughs> goes back and just drilling her bitch. But at the same time, uh, that's gotta be the worst place to murder Merrick because now you have a car that's covered in blood. That's gonna be really hard to clean up and hide that from anybody else. Not, that's the worst, like... Yeah, not a great... Not, not that not thought through. Not a great not a great thought, yeah. Yeah. So the next morning rolls around, and everyone's eating breakfast in the mess hall. The campers are talking and joking with other, each other. Uh, TC makes an announcement that the following items have gone missing. Uh, one camp roll, Rolling Hill sweatshirt, one blue and white striped beach towel, a first aid kit, a pair of black Ray-Bun sunglasses, a saw... 50 feet of rope, the battery from his car. Which everyone gets a good laugh yeah, out of. Uh, a portable electric drill, and a 10 panties, three bras, and four jock straps. Wah, wah. Uh, so, Angela's off by herself, and she's chilling on these old stone steps of this abandoned cabin out in the woods. And Molly shows up behind her saying, hey, I just followed you out here. I thought you'd like to talk. So they, they talk and they bond Kind of have like a little bonding moment. Yeah, so like you can tell two, she kind of likes, she like, Angela she, likes her. Angela likes Molly because yeah. she's like a good, innocent girl. And Molly she's, doesn't. She kind of fits the, the, the prototype that she's looking for, the, the happy-go-lucky, pure-of-heart counselor. Yes. Or, pardon me, camper. Camper, yeah. So they, they get along, and they, they share some uh, uh, girl talk. And during the scene, you see Angela's, like, playing with rope, which we just learned was gone missing. 50 feet of rope, yeah. Uh, so Angela offers Molly advice about Sean and encourages her to keep being a good girl. Uh, and she admits, Angela says, I'm proud to be a virgin. And it says, Allie probably has a disease by now anyway. She's so sludgy. <laughs> And so we cut back to the campers who are blindfolded and reaching their hands into a box at each camp. And this is the old, like, uh, grapes or eyeballs and spaghetti or intestines gag that you did, like, yeah. like a little kid. Which I thought was them. weird to do at camp. For, like, for like teenagers. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like, scare camp. I mean, maybe, I don't know, it was just strange. Yeah. I, I, so Angela tells the camp that in her box are the dead brains of, or dead teenager brains, which probably, probably point, is. You know, probably really are. So, you know, um, and then during this, we see two boy campers who are working on a plan to scare Angela and the girls during tonight's campout. And they basically, pl- uh, their plan is to pretend to be Jason and Freddy. Because one boy's got a hockey mask and he's painting. The other's actually making a Freddy glove. Yeah, yeah. So they're... they're, they're That's I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Because this is in the 80s. Yeah. This is like at the height. Or right oh, the, right at the peak. So, and they're just not giving a fuck. They're just going for it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like as far as copyright, right, copyright infringement, or anything. Yeah, anybody, they don't give a shit. They just this movie doesn't give a fuck. No, it does not. I love it. I mean, just speaking of the movie, like that, that real quick. The the I remember as a kid walking to the video store, and I the the cover for this movie, I loved it because it had this pretty girl with a big rucksack on, and in the rucksack was the Jason mask and a and Freddy, Freddy glove. glove yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, the girl in is the cover not, is not in the movie. It's not, it's movie. not Pamela Springsteen. We don't know who that girl is. Um. So anyway, uh, Angela catches Charlie and Emilio now looking at all the Polaroid pictures they've taken of the girls' tablets. And she's forced to ha- she's, she forced them to hand over the pictures. Given to me, hand them over. And notice that there's one of her undressing as well. Um, <laughs> and I just got to say, I don't know. I think it's Emilio on this scene, but I love his reactions to this. I, I do, too. Because Charlie's like, eh, he's not doing a really good job acting. But Emilio, his reactions are awesome. He's just like, shit. He goes, <laughs> he goes, the other guy goes, was Angela's photos in there too? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> his like, facial expression. He did it like an adult. So he did it like someone in their mid thirties. He just drops his who head gets... down. It's so, it's hilarious. <laughs> who forgot so the? Funny. Who has a baby? Who forgot the diapers? <laughs> and he's gonna be all the day like, shit. <laughs> so perfect. So Angela shows these pictures to TC, who again doesn't really even care about this, and even says nice tits. Yeah. So TC, you have like, you have like well, a 20, 30 something year old camp camp counselor talking about. You know, like a 16, 17, maybe 18-year-old girl's tits. That's that's fucking creepy. So TC's kind of a creep, but I like him. Yeah. Uh, it was also the 80s. He's just like, eh, yeah. whatever. Boys will be boys. That's kind of attitude he's kind of... That's, yeah, he's, he's, really just, he's just like, look, boys will be boys. I'll do. I'll talk to him, but he doesn't seem too concerned. Yeah, he does eventually. I'll handle it, blah, blah, whatever. And Angela says they should... Angela, of course, says, like, well, they should be sent home. But TC's like, no, that you're. that's not happening. You're overreacting. So... 
more time passes, and we see the boy with the Freddy glove getting ready to go scare the girls. And he's putting on makeup and, like, gluing prosthetics to his face and trying to look more like a burned Freddy. He complete with a fedora. Yeah, with, and, and the glove. Like, and the, the glove. Guy, the guy, he does a pretty he good job. For, I guess, like, basically if he, gluing, like, yeah. red-colored, like, uh, paper towels to your face or whatever it was. He did pretty good for the materials he has. He's a pretty resourceful yeah. kid. Um, I just want to know where, he, where the hell he got all that from. Like the he, did he? So he had, that means he came to camp with a fedora <laughs> and the glove. And how do you make the these? Makeup. How do you fashion these knives? I know. It's like for the like, fingers. Exactly. Know? Where do you get the razor blades from? Yeah. So again, god damn. Maybe we need some TSA experts to people going into camp. Right. <laughs> so all we, I gotta say, eighties. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we join the girls now sitting around a campfire. They're talking. Um, they mentioned that Angela had to go back because she forgot her pillow. So that sets up Angela for not being there, for why she's not around. So now the boy dresses Freddy. He's crawling around looking for the glove, which apparently he already lost in he the woods. He dropped the glove somewhere. And the boy, Jason boy, shows up saying, hey, I'm going to go take a piss. If you're not ready by the time I get back, I'm leaving without you. Yeah. So Freddy then is still crawling around on the ground, and he comes to a log. And he sees someone's arm with his glove on it, kind of like laying over the, uh, the, the And he the thinks leg. it's Jason. Yeah. He thinks it's the Jason. He thinks thing. it's his friend. The arm waves him over. And he's like, hey, where'd you find it? And then suddenly the hand just slashes the razor, like, claws or whatever across the Freddy kid's neck, and he just bleeds out right there and dies. Pretty long death scene. Yeah, it, it is a pretty long death yeah. scene. He kind of handled it up for a kid. But it's pretty good. Um, he's like, this is my one shot, and I can make it big. Yeah, <laughs> make yeah. this one count. Uh, he, he, he does it. He hands it up. So now we go to the Jason kid. He's walking through the woods, calling out for Freddy. And here you have to, lo- again, only in the 80s, you gotta love the A's because he I yells love it. out, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. faggot, where are you? <laughs> when he said that, I was just like, I just can't get away with that today. And the funny thing is, when I was watching it, because I, when I was doing my notes, I had the subtitles on, so it's actually it's spelled, it's spelled out on the yeah. subtitles even at the same it's, time. It's, it's just like, it just kind of oh. sends a little shock to you, like, whoa. Well, yeah, you know, like, like, you'd never hear that in a movie nowadays. he's saying it with love. Like, <laughs> he's saying it with love, you know? So, like, it'd be me saying, hey, dumbass, where you at? Yeah. You know, but he's... He's going straight up F bomb. He's dropping you know, the F bomb. He's straight up faggot. Uh, so now we find out that Freddy's kid, his name's Anthony. I find we learned his name's Anthony. And Jason, then Jason hears a twig snap and he heads off to check it out. Now standing behind him is Angela, now dressed like Leatherface, complete with a chainsaw and wearing, I think, yes. Freddy Kid's face on she, her face. So she carved his kid's face off. I'm guessing using the Freddy it, glove and carved yeah, it off. Wearing it like Leatherface does. So she's basically a, you know, impromptu Leatherface. Yes. Complete with chainsaw. A complete with chainsaw. This is so cool. So <laughs> Jason Kid thinks it's play. He's like, oh, that's my friend. It's playtime. And so he starts to have a sword fight. He like, yeah. takes his machine to sword he, fight. He walks Angela's over to him chainsaw. like, hey, man, because he thinks it's his friend. He starts with a chainsaw, and he's like, ah, I think we're just going to jack around. I'm and sorry, play. even if that was my friend, that's the worst idea. Let's have a sword fight with a chainsaw. That is, she starts, she revs it, and it's starting, it's rolling. You know, it's, and he's got a thinky a little machete. He's like, all right, let's fence or something. Like, good God. <laughs> So he's he's thinking they're playing, and she goes right for him and puts a huge gash in yeah, his leg. Yeah, she knocks the chainsaw out like immediately, just takes away, and then just gashes his leg yeah. real bad. He 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 falls to the ground. Realizes it's not playtime. And he, he, yeah, he finally realizes something's not right. It's a bit, it's a bit too late because she's staying over him, and she just plunges the chainsaw, the chainsaw straight down. And then she says, "Sorry, once I start a task, I always finish." Which I get that line. I thought was just. Kind of odd and kind of weird. Yeah. Seemed, I didn't like it. Did. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the girls around the campfire, and Angela walks up with them, still dressed as Leatherface, and she gives the girls a little scare, and they all laugh and go, ah, well, "Angela, you, I guess you scared the boys away." And she's like, "Yeah, you don't have to worry about them anymore." And one of the girls, I think it was Leah or Demi, one of the girls takes the boy's face off yeah. of her and tosses it. She so that means she grabbed a the d- dead boy's. Face off of Andrew and just toss it away like. <laughs> yeah, like she did it really fast, so I guess you wouldn't notice. But yeah, it's still that scene. Like, damn, damn, that's ooh. <laughs> if she knew what she was doing, I think she'd be traumatized. Yeah. So Leah then tells Andrew that Allie had to leave because she was having cramps. So Allie, Angela goes out to find Allie, and this takes us to like the large community bathroom building where we find Allie and one of the older. I think it's Rob again. They're making out. And they're stripping down as he, Allie's getting dragged across the bathroom to the stall where he begins to give her cunnilingus. And uh, like, 
aggressive. Aggressively. Oh my god. This this like this robing scene, they're going at it hard. It's just showing their legs. They're pulling each other's pants off, and then you know they go into the bathroom stall, and she's grabbing his head, kind of like a guy would do, push your head down, and he's trying to get back up to kiss her. She's like, "No, nope, man, get she's back down, down there, get back down and there." She, they're like bouncing around this bathroom stall. I mean, it's like she's really wanting that pussy to get eaten. Yeah, she. she <laughs> Pardon my French, but so, damn. Uh, uh, so Angela shows up. She's knocking on the bathroom door, which is locked, and Allie and, and Rob, I think, is quickly start getting dressed. The boy hides in the stalls. Allie unlocks the door and talks to Angela. Um, Angela questions her about the cramps because she brings up like, "Oh, didn't you have cramps last Apparently week?" Apparently, she too? has cramps a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's her go-to. So she, she, she gets delayed. laid a lot. Um, so. One thing I did notice in this scene that I don't remember from the 80s, but apparently you could buy Comet in a six-pack. I, I thought that was kind Sweet. Of, yeah, uh, like, I, a bulk store, yeah. Yeah, it's Comet in a six-pack. Um, and I also know that for the sake of filming this, the bathroom floor ha- had to be clean. I mean, for, but if this was real life, I would never, ever be barefoot in a public community bathroom, ever, nor would I be on my hands and knees. That's just the most... Is, Plus, it's a disgusting summer camp hold, bathroom, so the hold, heat would wait, be like... Wait, stop, ugh. stop. No, I don't believe you. At, at, at an age where you're nothing but boners and hormones, and some girl who's pretty hot is wanting you to really get down really bad, dude, you'd be crawling around on that floor. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be you know, going down on her, I, I don't, hands and knees. I don't think I can put my hands... Like especially now, around, especially now like because you can afford a hotel stall. room. Like, that's disgusting. You know? <laughs> but, but when and, you're, and the heat, when you're at smell would the, from the heat. Oh no way! That's like the worst. That's like the sex in like the sauna of Despa. Like we're gonna be one of the worst places to ever have. This is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the next morning, next day, Allie confronts Molly, who tells like, "Hey, stop pretending like you like me. I know you hate her just like as much as I hate you." Um, and but she's like, hey, have you screwed Sean yet? And he, she's like, well, don't worry, because he's in a, a lousy lay anyway. <laughs> and she also says something along the lines of, like, try not to go run into Angela, but maybe if I'm lucky, the dyke will send me home too. So this takes us to Molly, who's sitting on her bed in the cabin crying. Angela, of course, comes in. They talk. Molly asks Angela, hey, don't say anything to Allie so I don't get, you know, reamed or anything. Yeah. Cut to Allie now just Fucking a guy in the woods, just straight just, up pound town in the woods. On top, riding, going to town, and it sounds like she's she she's, is a power top. She is a power top. She yeah. is going at it, and so as soon as she finishes, she's she, like, "Thanks." She's like, "Thanks." <laughs> hey, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? No. All right, <laughs> later. AIDS or anything, do you? Sweet. And she just walks off. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh, I got used, but <laughs> fuck it. Who cares?" Um, so back in the cabin, she finds a note on the mirror, and it reads, Allie, meet me in the abandoned cabin at 5, and it's signed Sean. And she freshens up and heads out with a smile so on her face. So she's already gotten pounded once, and yeah. now she's like, sweet, time for round two. Exactly. So at the cabin, she's surprised by Angela. After And after exchange of words, Angela just basically stabs Allie in the back. Yeah, and then- like, <laughs> like, this is pretty crazy, and this is something about Angela's killing style. She's a small girl. Yeah. She's not very big, but she also kills like a small girl, which I kind of like. She doesn't like Hulk out no. and rah, use her incredible like get strong. And she has like weak little stabs, but still, if you got a knife and it's gonna go in your back really easily. Yeah, and she stab- it shows her like stabbing her twice, like ah, you know, just quick yeah. choppy and stabs, but it would work. It would work. Yeah. And so then after she stabs Allie, she forces her into a large. Outhouse that has to be by the cab. Yeah, it's it's a huge outhouse and throws her into the outhouse yeah, and with the head sh- first. So, yeah, and so she, and then in the outhouse, she yeah shoves Allie's head into the toilet. And uh, I'm we actually have that clip, so I'm actually gonna play that scene for you so you can just hear and just how disgusting this is. So enjoy this.
So yeah, at that point, if they can't hurt, like, Allie is, like, she is shoved, forced into, like, the shithole of the outhouse. And Angela just keeps, like, smashing her down or smushing down, like, this large tree branch. She's trying to get out. She's got leeches stuck to her face. She's, she's covered, covered in, in shit, shit and leeches. Yeah. And she keeps trying to crawl out, but she just keeps jamming her back down in there. And eventually, Allie just drowns in this pool of shit and piss. Just, <laughs> it's, that's How deep is that? You know? Oh, I mean, that's a good point, because she's, like, obviously at least five feet tall. So it's got to be, you know, it would have to be at least five-something feet deep for it to drown Over it, five, yeah. For it to be smushed down in like that. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, that's it's disgusting. And once she's dead, Andrew says, you should have been the first to go, and she just walks away. Yeah, she did not like her. No. And so back at the camp, the rest of the campers are hanging out in one of the main buildings where there's, like, a little snack bar, and they're just playing cards. And Sean and Molly, like I said, they're playing cards. And then the guy, Allie, banged in the woods, who, I get, again, I think his name's Rob, um, comes up and says, hey, have you seen Allie? They're like, nope. Molly gets to go get a soda. And the guy tell Sean that he's been thinking a lot about the killings that you know that happened at the other camp back from the, the events of uh, 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 Sleepaway Camp 1 and the, so Sean then said uh, says like hey listen she's not dead if anything she's probably off screwing the cook or something yeah. like that and he keeps asking and then he's like asking about Judd and Anthony so those guys are Freddie and Jason and says they're probably out on a beer run or something I'm like <laughs> really? Because for beer runs, they're like barely, they're like 14 or 15 years old. Well, I do remember going to liquor stores and hanging outside. Like, Excuse me, sir, can you buy me a 40 of old but again, E? They're at a summer camp. They can't drive. So that means like maybe TC or an order. Like, who would drive like two 14 year old kids to a liquor store? They're to committed. Beer? They're committed. Oh, this is the worst. Like, camp. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad. It's a, like, if you want to yeah. send kids to a camp where there's no rules, apparently, this is the one to go to. Yeah. And so Sean mentioned that he was actually supposed to go to Camp Arawak uh, the year that all the killings happened, but his father couldn't afford it at the time. So that's why he, he was, no, that's like, oh, my God, I could have been killed. I could have been one of them. And he says he can't remember the name of the killer. Went by as a girl, but like, he went by Peter Baker as a boy and was dubbed the Angel of Death because he only killed bad people. Huh, sounds familiar, perhaps. Yeah, so now we cut to Charlie and Emilio, the tip patrol. They're setting up the old water bucket above a door frame. Tip patrol. And uh, they're setting up above the doors of their girls' cabins in hopes to try to get Angela. And uh, Demi enters the cabin while they're setting it up and finds Angela in a room. She enters like, like a little private back room in this cabin. And she's just there playing her guitar like Kumbaya or something like that. She does play a lot of Kumbaya. She does play a lot of Kumbaya. And uh, Demi tells Angela that she was just bored. And so, hey, I decided to give Mare a call at her house. And she says, Mare's mom said, you know, when I asked to talk to Mare, she said she couldn't talk because... Uh, she was still here at camp. And so she's like, talking and talking and talking and basically gi- giving Angela an excuse to kill her. Yeah, because like, okay, she's saying, now I called, there's, there's, I called now this a, guy. A I conflict. called that guy. And the mom says they're not home. I thought you sent them home. Where are they at? Yeah. And while while she's talking, she's combing her hair, and Angela's walking around the cabin going, uh-huh, uh-huh. While she's doing this, she's looking for weapons and ways yeah. to kill her. Yeah, she can't. This, she's throwing a monkey wrench in her plans. So, yeah. She's she, got to go. So she, like, she locks the cabin door and then starts looking for weapons. It's pretty and funny, like, her, her time looking for stuff. She's, she she goes through a wire hanger. <laughs> like, thinking, can I strangle her? Nah, that's not going to work. A hairbrush. Nah, it's not going to work. An old 80s boombox where she thinks she's going to smash a over pencil. her head. She, like, she, she, like, <laughs> a pencil. She, like, stabs a pencil on the dresser, and she's like, fuck, it breaks. And, and then finally she's just like, fuck it. She rips it. Yeah, and she's like, fine, I'll just rip a string off my guitar and just strangles her with a guitar string. <laughs> strangles with a guitar string. And after string. she's dead, she's like, damn it, you talk too much, and she's dead. <laughs> And it, I don't know if, if anybody's touched a guitar string, but man, those things are so razor thin. It'd be great to kill somebody with, but you gotta wear gloves. You would have to wear gloves. It would cut through like your own thick hands. Thick leather yeah. gloves. Um, Which so she doesn't do. She does not do. So Angela steps outside to check for a witness, and this is when the uh, two boys dump the water bucket on her and run away. Angela's pissed. And inside, she tries to start hiding the body, but now in comes Leah. She comes knocking on the door and threatening to tell on whoever locked the door on her, because that's, that's her MO, she tells. So Angela has Demi's body like halfway through a window, just kind of half in, half out. When Leah manages to open the door, Angela <laughs> hides, waits for Leah to get close, and then once she does, Angela springs out from her hiding place with a knife raised. Leah's like, 
what did I do? Why didn't do anything? And she's like, no, but you're going to tell. And then just stabs her repeatedly in the chest. So she is the good girl, but she's kind of, it's kind of like, kind of going back on her morals or kind of going back on well, her ideas. Well, it's not so much her morals. It's like, I, I think if Leah had a, Leah would be the guy, if she didn't walk in there, she would have lived. She wouldn't have been killed. But she's like, right. you walked in, you're wrong place, wrong time. I had to kill yeah, you or yeah. I will get caught. You but know? I, it's funny because there's, she doesn't seem too upset by it, though. No. You know, like, you think that she'd be upset by killing someone that she, who fits her, her idea of the perfect camper. Right. But there's no remorse, there's no regret. She, she's a pure psychopath. Exactly. Yeah, she totally is. Yeah. Totally is. So, now we cut to Sean and Maya, who are just hugging outside the girls' cabin, while we hear Angela singing more Kumbaya inside. So, we don't know how much time passes here, but, like, it was enough time, because next time we see Angela, she's taking a shower, her hair's wet, and, uh... She, and, yeah, and Molly comes in. She's no. Everyone's self. Everybody's gone. Everyone's gone, and she's like, "What the fuck?" So and it, she's like, "It's just me and you." And then she reaches out, and, like touches her face. Yeah, it's a little it weird. It's kind of creepy. Um, and she's like, and Angela's dressed like a grandmother in this scene. Like really, like a straight like my grandmother would have worn this outfit. And she's like, "We're the only two left, but no worry, we'll still have fun, the two of us." And now we jump ahead to Angela sleeping, and she's dreaming, and we see flashbacks throughout the whole movie. And they replay like all the killing scenes, along with a few other various. Camp and it's scenes. like it's, it's funny because they're showing the scene where she's singing the camp song, and they do it in slow like, motion. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bar. funny. It's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it's but pretty it funny. Out to be funny. <laughs> so the next morning, Uncle John fires Angela for sending all the girls home, and TC there's too, and like, he's like laying into Angela because I guess she, he just doesn't like her because she's too much of a stick in the mud. Yeah. Um, so Angela leaves the office. She goes to her cabin. Uh, she's kind of ups- you know she's upset for being fired. Molly finds Angela crying, and Angela tells her that she was just fired and that Diane will be her new counselor. So Angela tells Molly that she needs to be by herself for a while, and she leaves. So Angela goes off on her own, and this is when things could have been avoided. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this, this, yeah, this could have been. Molly could have just left it alone and been and just fine. been like that. that so so it goes. Uh, you, know. Le- you know, you need some time alone. So be it. Um, so Molly then goes to get Sean to ask him for help so the two of them can go like try to cheer up Angela. And then the two of them head off to the abandoned cabin because that's where they know Angela's going to be. So really quick, I just uh, got a nod and a wink from uh, Dirk Benedict, the guy who played face on the A-Team. Love it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they reach the cabin and find Angela sitting on the fire pit. And Molly's, like, trying to cheer her up. She's talking to her. And in the back, we see Sean lurking around the cabin. And she, he opens the cabin door. And then Angela springs, like, don't go in there. And inside, Sean finds the bodies of all the dead campers that Angela's killed. And they're all, like, placed and sit up around the cabin like they're 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 there as guests. Yeah, they're just kind of they're yeah, sitting but, in chairs. But they're, like, sitting the in chairs. They're propped up. And, you know, they have, like, it, it looks like they're there to hang out. Yeah. But they're all dead. And the, the smell and the sight immediately makes Sean start gagging and vomiting. He starts throwing up. And they have the sound effect of flies, you know, buzzing yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So Angela enters behind him and starts bashing him over the back of the head with a br- another branch, knocking him out. Yeah. Molly then immediately enters. Angela grabs her and is like, listen, I don't want to hurt you. And meanwhile... You can tell she's trouble because actually both of these characters, both the boy and the girl... Fit this mold. Well, not so much Sean, because she's well, like Sean's, Sean's a smartass. He talks back. He talks back a little, but he's still he hasn't he hasn't he follows all the rules. He doesn't fuck. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do anything. He likes he likes the good girl. They get along, so he still kind of fits that mold. Yeah, I can see it. Um, so uh, meanwhile, Rob and the guy, the Rob, the guy, Ali Bang. And TC tells TC that, hey, they all went up to the cabin. Yeah. So TC runs off to find him and tells Rob he's going to kick Angela's ass. Uh, which, again, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. Like, why would you go beat up a girl? Like, who cares? Like, he's pissed. He's pissed, man. But so at the cabin, Sean and Molly, are they're, they're tied up and gagged. Angela is, like, calmly talking to them, like, nothing's wrong, nothing's happened. And he even starts to open a can of peas and, like, offer them food. And then we hear TC yelling outside looking for Angela. Everybody. Angela! Angela! He is, he's pissed. So, he like kicks down the door. Yeah. Now we see Angela pouring battery acid into a coffee mug. TC enters the cabin, sees the body, but doesn't get a chance to do anything because Angela tosses... He, as soon as he turns around, bam! Splash. Battery acid in the face. And, uh, and it's obviously battery from his missing, his missing car battery. And his face immediately starts to burn and just melt off. Yeah. And he collapses on the floor and... Dies. And I, 
I mean, I don't know for certain, but I don't think bad air acid works that way. I don't know either, but I, I, again, it, it will break down skin. It will cause damage, but it's not instant. But what's with the 80s and battery acid? Yeah. Like, it, it, this movie, it was a big thing. Oh, this yeah. battery acid movie. And then uh, we saw it again in uh, uh, Prom Night 3. We saw yeah, battery yeah. acid used. Dude, battery acid is big like, in the, the 80s. The thing yeah. is, that's like the thing in the 80s. Battery acid. Yeah. So Angela then goes back to preparing food and like offers it to Molly and Sean. And now Sean realizes that Angela Baker is real, is the angel of death mm-hmm. who committed the murders at Camp Arawak. Um, and this is the scene where the reveal about Angela and explaining things. So this is it's kind of worth listening to. So check this one out. Angela. Yes. You're Angela Baker, the angel of death. Should I call you Peter? My name is Angela Johnson. You're Angela Baker. You killed all those kids at Camp Arawak. I've been Angela Johnson for four years. How did you get this job here? Easy. I've got great recommendations from doctors, psychiatrists, even clergymen. I did my time. Two years of therapy, electroshock, plus every kind of pill you ever heard of, plus an operation. I'm completely cured. <laughs> If I wasn't, they wouldn't have let me out. How do you know so much about me? My dad's a cop. He helped arrest you. Oh, you should have heard him the day you got out. It's too bad. Literally, here's what's happened to you. All right, now, at this point, then Sean says, you should have heard him, you should have heard him the day you got out. And then Angela just replies, oh well, wait till he hears what's happened to you. And with that, <laughs> Angela picks up like either an axe or a machete. It's hard to really see. I think it was an axe. Which I, th- I thought it might have been Jason's machete. Okay, but yeah. I, I don't so, know. Yeah. And in one effortless swing, just cuts Sean's head clean off. Clean off. And time passes, Angela... And Angela's like babying Molly. She's like wiping blood off her face, and she's trying to feed her again. Yeah, she's trying to talk. She's, she's like, like being like, really nice to yeah, her. She's like, you haven't eaten all day. You yeah. need to, aren't you hungry? And she tells Maya that Sean wasn't good enough for her. And speaking of the devil, look who's on TV. And Angela kind of reveals that <laughs> to show Maya that Sean's head is now sitting in an old broken TV, which is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Angela leaves to go do some errands for some reason, and then leaves Molly tied up alone. And once she's gone, Molly's like struggling. She's attempting to free herself. And meanwhile, Angela's dragging the body of some guy who just, whose name's Matt. We have yeah, no, we have no idea who this kid never is. Never seen this guy but before. It's another dead, de- another dead camper. Like never seen him before. Just some guy she killed, and she's dragging him back to the cabin. Uh, Molly manages to free herself. Hits Angela over the back with another log. And this is something I liked. She hit her with the log, and then she kept hitting her. She did. She hit her like two yeah. or three times. Yeah, she kept hitting her. So she's like, okay, time to go. Now and then she takes I still like, like the idea pocket of- knife from her and runs out. I like the idea of finishing him off, but I still like the fact that she did hit her a couple times. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Molly gets like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Angela gets almost up immediately. She's not out long. She gets up, she gives chase. And she catches up with Molly, grabs her from behind a tree. They struggle for the knife. Molly cuts Angela across Molly the side. Molly stabs her in the leg. It's and Molly just kind of laughs like, yeah, yeah. She, she runs it off. Walk yeah. it off. Walk it off. Yeah, Angela like, doesn't really slow her down. Yeah. And she gives chase again. She out that, listen, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be friends and blah, blah, blah. Now, Molly gets cornered, kind of like on this little ledge above some rocks, and Angela's slowly approaching. She's like, come on, calm down, give me the knife, it's okay. And Molly backs up a little too far. She falls a few feet to the rocks below where she hits her head. On more rocks. On more rocks. Angela leaves her for dead after saying, if it's any consolation, you almost made it. Yeah. Now, at this point, Angela legitimately does seem saddened and upset by Molly's death. Right. She, does, she, she, like, she didn't want, you can really tell she didn't want Molly right. to get hurt or die or anything like that. So Angela then heads back to the main camp. Night has fallen, and back here we, we spot Diane, who see, she finds Charlie and Emilio looking through another cabin window like that, their M.O., and she approaches the two boys, and when she reaches out to touch them, she finds that they've been killed and then tied, like, propped up to look like they're looking into this window. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can see, like, their hands are, like, tied and, like, nailed I, to, like, the wall. I love it because it's like, okay, boys, come on. Titty yeah. patrol. Titty patrol, let's go. Calm down. Quit peeping, Tommen. <laughs> yeah. Quit being leches. <laughs> <laughs> so Diane then runs to Uncle John's office or cabin or whatever it is. And once inside, she finds Uncle John dead in his office chair 
one of his hands has been cut, cut off. Cut off. Like, like, and it looks like he, he was reaching for the yeah, phone. He, got, he has the phone receiver in, that, in his severed hand. His severed hand yeah. And his throat's been like slashed. She also finds the body of another counselor hanging in the corner with what I think is one of the jock straps stuffed, stuffed yeah, down his yeah, throat. Yeah, stuffed in his throat. <laughs> uh, so Angela then comes out of the shadows, stabs Diane in the stomach, killing her, then says, Good night, campers, and leaves. Now we cut to a not-so-dead Molly as she wakes up from being unconscious. So she was unconscious, not dead. Yeah, she gets up, she heads off. And we get a quick shot of a train passing the night, and now we're following this old lady driving a yeah, truck down so, a rural road. And this is weird. So now this is like, they're sitting at the truck, they're, they're watching the train pass, and they're stopped, and it's Angela sitting shotgun with this old lady. So you're assuming she's hitchhiking out of town. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So Angela's, she, the old woman's smoking so I guess and Angela killed... Everybody at this camp. Yeah, basically, or pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If she uh, so Angela's like she's like thanks for picking me up, um, and the old woman says, "Sure, it's no skin off my tits." Yeah, <laughs> which this woman, this, this woman is kind of hilarious, rough and raunchy. Yeah, and it's she, pretty funny. She's she's like an old country girl. She's got a cowboy like, hat on, like, flannel she should shirt, be like driving like an eighteen wheeler across country. Yeah, like, yeah, she's totally, like a totally. Girl. And she's smoking. She starts smoking cigarettes. And Angela's like, can you please crack a window? She's yeah, because like, she, she also like, a girl like you shouldn't be alone on this yeah. road. Um, so they come to the train tracks, wait for a car to pass, and she's like, and the woman again tells Angela, like, if you're going to get screwed, you'd like to know who you're being screwed by, right? So like saying, if you're going to get raped, right? <laughs> <laughs> something. might as well be about somebody you know. And then she lights another cigarette. Angela, and this is where Angela asks her yeah. to open a window. And I love this line that she has. She goes, sorry, everyone's got advice. I'm too dumb to drink, and I'm too fat to fuck. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I've, 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 uh, I've quit these things so many times, I had to quit quitting. Everyone's yeah. got advice. I mean, the way I see it, I'm too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck. Great line. And to I, which Angela I looks disgusted. This. I love this part because she doesn't even look that disgusted. She just kind of like, she takes like a sigh. She's like, Ugh. and she kind of like looks down, gives like a slick shake of her head, and then just lunges across the seat and starts stabbing this woman. And then <laughs> just stabbed her. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I thought it was so funny because the good. way she looked at her face, she's like, God damn it, I have to kill you now. It's like, ugh. Yeah. And just, so we cut back to Molly, who's now coming out of the woods. She flags down the truck and begs for help and for a ride. And, of course, Angela, who's now wearing the woman's cowboy hat, sticks her head out the window and says, Howdy, Hi. partner. Yeah, she sees us like, Howdy, partner. She's and all happy and now smiley. Now we get, like, this choppy, like, zoom. It's like, like a freeze-frame zoom. Jump, 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 jump. And it zooms into Molly's eyes, freeze-frame. There's a scream. Roll credits. Now, so that's Sleepaway Camp 2. Near the end of the credits, after all... You know, after the part where it lists like all the music in the movie, um, there's a line that actually reads, "Thank you for reading the credits." I'm like, "Oh, that's very nice of them. I've never seen that in a movie before." I didn't, I, I didn't read the credits. And then after the credits, there's a hidden scene, but really, it's just the shot of Angela saying "Good night, campers." After she kills Diane, they put that back in there. Yeah. Um. So now we, before we get into favorite kill, uh, I want to talk about something because. We don't really know what Molly's fate is because they're freeze frame. So we, sure. most people can assume she, she dies. She gets killed. But here's what I like to think. Here's my theory on what happens to Molly. Going deep. My theory is that they, they end up becoming friends. The two, they, they become friends, and they go on a Thelma and Louise type road trip across the country. Okay. And Molly, and it becomes kind of like a sitcom because Molly has to stop Angela from killing people all the time, but she's not always successful with that. And then when she catches Angela killing... She just shakes her head and then puts on like her best Tony Danza voice. Who's the boss? She's like Angela. Angela, and they both laugh and giggle, and then they move on to the next town. You just want to do Tony Danza voice? No, that's my that's my theory. I, I would no, love to see no, that. No, you just want to do Tony Angela. Shut up! That's my <laughs> <laughs> don't question my. I my called wife. you out. I got you. I nailed I'm gonna you, bitch. stab you with this pen. No, it, it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. It's already been tested. You need something more substantial. <laughs> yeah. So if that, I still think, I still like my theory that they go on a crazy oh. road trip. So anyway, with that said, let's go on to our favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right, Aaron, what is your favorite kill 
of uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. I gotta say, my favorite kill is when he, she puts, uh, I forget her name, the girl into the toilet. Allie. And when she puts Allie in there. You know, she stabs her a couple times, so she's weakened, and that makes sense. She's able to give her a great line, and everyone knows that fucking bitch that she just hates, <laughs> that you want to just slowly kill and torture in some way, shape, or form. Right. And this is executed, per- like, just about perfectly. Exactly. What a great way to kill that that. Stinky, crappy, little stuck-up <laughs> hoe. You know, it's so good. I guess like, that was probably, that was going to be my favorite kill, too, because it is an awesome scene. Yeah. But I'm actually going with one that was very, like, low-key, but I'm going with the very last kill of the, the old lady in the, with the cowboy hat. It's pretty good. because I love the, how the way Andrew's like, just takes that sigh, shakes her head, and just lunges and kills her out and over. Yeah, it's like, not spectacular. Ugh. It's just funny. It's just yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Like, I actually laughed at that. So that's going. That's that's definitely my favorite kill of this movie. All right. Uh, after that, let's move into uh, the odds and the ends. All right. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? So the ratings for this, uh, IMDb gives it a five point eight out of ten. Uh, Ryan Tomato at 29% on the thermometer. See, there you go, thermometer. Remember seems low. Time. Yeah, there you go. But with a 41% audience score. Still seems kind of low. I thought so, too. Because we're here at the con, and we mentioned to people, hey, we're doing Sleepaway Camp 2. And we're getting great reactions. Everyone's like, man, I love that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's maybe one or two haven't heard of it. But most people, when we say we're doing Sleepaway Camp 2, people are, like, giddy. Yeah. And then Amazon, uh, 3.8 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords. Again, some there's a lot. I wrote down one. And uh, get, panty raid, dude. The panty lovers always come out. They came out in a hard. They for this movie. come out for this movie. It is blue panties, pink panties, and panties. Jesus, three different types. What about jock straps? Uh, I uh, any jock strap lovers? Yeah, they might there? have been on there. Uh, then we have face and head and toilet, <laughs> mullet haircut, plenty of those. Bloody body of child and double child murder are plot keywords in this movie. I guess the uh, the the Kitty Brothers. Yeah, uh, and well, even like uh, the Jason and Freddy guys. They're yeah. technically they're yeah. not that old. They're not that old. They're like 15, 16. Um, trivia. There's some decent trivia for this. Um, some kind of interesting one. Now, for some of those who grew up in the '80s and listened to this podcast, you might have picked up on this pattern and kind of figured this out already. But the characters are all named after actors associated with quintessential '80s movies, predominantly members of the Brat Pack. Molly, Molly Ringwald, yeah. Sean, Sean Penn, Ali, Ali Sheedy, TC's Tom Cruise, Ooh, nice. Uncle John, John Hughes, Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Wingingham, Rob, Rob Lowe, Demi, Demi Moore, Leah, Leah Thompson, Brooke, Brooke Shields, Jody, Jody Foster, Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd, Judd Nelson, Charlie Sheen, Phoebe, Phoebe Katz, Emilio, Emilio Espinosa, and Diane, Diane Lane. You fucking read that off like a champ. Yeah. I got to give you credit. Mad props Thank on that you. one, buddy. Good job. Uh, Felisa Rose was asked to return as Angela Baker. Uh, and she did do a reading for the part, but um, she did, so she didn't quite click with the comedic one-liners they were trying to go for in this movie. And uh, she was also preparing to attend college at the time, so she was going away to school. Uh, yeah, career, Superboy Cantu, should have done Superboy Cantu. <laughs> because you came back and you started acting again and you did a bad job. So now uh, we... <laughs> Now, this, this movie was shot, according to this, the information about it was shot back-to-back at the very same location as the sequel, Sleepaway Camp 3, which both finished in six weeks. So they just, like, filmed them all. It's kind of like a Lord of the Rings thing. Wow. Like, where they just shot all the movies at once and then just, like, released them separately. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Cashing in, using the most of your, of your equipment and everything. So the sex scene between Allie and Rob was, again, act with the, the actress Valerie Hartman. And the, an extra, because the guy playing Rob, Terry Hobbs, was only a minor at the time of filming. <laughs> so how lucky, how, what a great day to be an extra. Like, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. We need you in here. Like, all Guess right. what? You're going to get ridden by a woman uh, topless, and she's going to make it, you know, she's a power top. You're yeah, going to enjoy this. Yeah. And uh, the filming was shot at Waco, Georgia, at a YMCA camp, uh, campground formerly known to locals at Camp Waco. It's now private property. Most of the buildings used in the film are now gone, but the restroom, the abandoned cabinet, and the swimming pool are the only things remaining. Cool. So you can you can go in that Technique, restroom, it, you can go in that restroom, Marshall, and crawl around that floor and get laid. Yeah, yeah, because I know you're into it. Yeah, I can get some kind of disease of who knows what. You will uh, probably get uh, pseudomonas or Klebsiella. Thank you. Mr. I'm learning all about diseases, guys. All right, and uh, so that brings us to this week's budget game. Oh shit, we got it. We got the budget game. Let me hear it. They spent how much? The budget game. All right, Aaron, what is your guess for this week's budget? Uh, what year was this filmed again? 87? 
There's a bunch of uh, miners. You usually don't get paid a lot. You do have that sweet old man, Uncle John, but this is like he, one of his last... you got a damn sheen in this movie. you got an Estevez. <laughs> you do have an Estevez, yeah. <laughs> and a Springsteen. <laughs> but, I mean, you, it's it's cheap filming because you're in a camp. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you're really paying for is effects, uh, 80s money. I'm going to go... 85000 I was pulling for you. I was really pulling for you this week. Damn it. You came in way under, though. Under? Under. Budget $465,000. Holy shit! Yep. $465,000. I am so bad at this. <laughs> well, was, you know what? The editing was good. The camera work was good. I should have thought more about it. I need to kind of go back and start... I, I used to be good. I used to be okay. I started off slow, got better, and now I'm... I'm now a, I'm now a, you're, you're in a slump. I'm, like, really in a, in a bad slump. slump. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, 465. Uh, okay. Moving on to five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. Now, there were quite a bit, and I wrote down some good ones. Uh, so from Mark D. Burham, Angela's back. She's had a bit of corrective surgery, and this time she, the counselor at a camp, but her aunt's advice still holds its sway, and soon cameras are getting sent home. Expect all the normal you would from a classic B-horror movie. Horrible writing, acting that somehow makes the script look like War and Peace, and titties, titties, titties. (laughs) Oh, and since we're in the 80s, you get some big hair and interesting fashion. Some sweet mullets, too. Good night, campers. Sleep tight. Five stars. Pretty good. It is titties, titties, titties. Yes. Uh, From Marky77. Truly one of the best slasher movie series ever. Angela is brilliant as a serial killer who only kills bad people. Most of her killings are very original, and she is very witty at times. Five stars. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think True. she's that witty, though. Well, she's got a couple of lines that are okay. You know, not the best, but they're yeah. all right. But just like one of the best slasher movies ever is kind of pushing it. Yeah. Uh, from a, we have a celebrity five star review this time. Ooh. From apparently from Clint Eastwood himself. Oh, Mister <laughs> Mister Clint Eastwood Mr. himself. Clint Eastwood is a fan of Sleepaway Camp too. Yeah. Who Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, Valerie Hartman shows off her breasts while having sex out in the woods. Greatest sex scene in cinema history. Five stars. And he's a perv. <laughs> he's a perv. <laughs> <laughs> who'd have thought? Who'd have thought Clint Eastwood was a fan of Sleepaway Camp and kind of a perv? Yeah. Uh, I like him a little bit more now. A Just a customer. Tiss Movie Rocks. I totally recommend for anyone who can handle a scary movie in the dark. Tiss Five movie? Star. Tiss. Tiss. Someone forgot their age. So again, not very scary. And I think anybody could handle this movie. Uh, and I got a few more. But I had to write this one down because I love my kids' reviews. Yeah. And I yeah. found a kid review. So this one is a great film by Angela Back. I mean Pamela Springsteen. It started out great and gory. The acting was great. Look at some scenes on either their DVD or VHS version. Then it ended when Angela drove the girls, the country girl that got killed, talking about smoking for foreign game. <laughs> then she found the girl walking after she came close. The, the girl started to say, thank you for saving me. me. Angela looked at her and made her intimidating country girl voice and howdy partner. The camera made a close-up and heard her scream. In the credits, I noticed it had a hard, rocking soundtrack. I would recommend <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, to a lot of horror fans everywhere. Oh, and after the credit, Angela got something to say to all of you. Watch the whole movie. Watch the credits till the ending. Good night, campers. The words of Angel, Angel of Death, Angela Baker herself. Five stars. Did the kids say fornicating? Fornicating. That's that's good for a kid. Except for the rest of the grammar and timing is it's awful. Really bad. Yeah, really, really bad. choppy. All right, last last three, and they're, they're kind of oh, short. Got, we got to get going. We got plenty. <laughs> we're, we're live at a con. It's hard to do this. All right, from a customer. Boring. Listen now. A young savage killer goes and loose at a nearby summer camp. They should have just made the first and leave it at that. Five stars. That makes zero sense. Doesn't make any sense. Boring. And last two just be, and the only reason I wrote these down is because it's kind of good from Derek I watched this movie for the first time on rental back in 94 and thoroughly enjoyed it it has a lot of sex comedy puzzles where I must be blamed where I must have blamed everyone at least once as a killer it mostly reminds me of the present day Scream trilogy this badly needs a DVD release maybe as a box set my favorite death was the one where Andre and Calvin were cut to bits and Marshall slipped onto grit while in the pursuit of the killer same again, Killer. this movie is highly recommended to all fans of the genre of five stars. 
Now, the, the only reason I wrote this last one down is because it's, it's a response to that previous one from oh, another okay. celebrity, from Dr. Dre. Oh, Dr. Dre. Dr. House. Dre Trampton. Derek, if that's even your real name, have you even seen this movie or was it in your dreams? Who is Andre? Wasn't that the serial in the kids? Wasn't that a seal in a kids film? It's Andre numb nuts, and I ain't even in the movie. As far as my good buddies Calvin and Marshall, damn. As for the movie, some triple A stuff for real. Peace, five stars. <laughs> so there you have it. There is Sleepaway Camp two. So um, let's wrap up of uh, final thoughts here, Aaron. So bad, it's good. So bad, it's scary. What do you got this week? Uh, I'm going to have to say so bad, it's good. It was a lot of fun. I like Angela. I like that she is absolutely obsessed with camp, the way it goes, the way it has to be. She's so obsessed with it, she will kill anyone who breaks her rules. Uh, she seems to have remorse for people that she has to kill who follow the rules. At the end of the day, so bad, it's good. Uh, I am going to agree with you as well. Uh, so bad, it's good. I was expecting worse, but there is it's something that's just so over top and funny that it's just... You take it with a grain of salt and just enjoy the cheesy campiness of it, literally camping, and uh, you just enjoy it for what it is. So bad, it's good. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back uh, next week with another movie. So in the meantime, Moon Goons, follow us on our Facebook page. Follow us at our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Check us out on Twitter at so bad it's scary. We're on Instagram at HorribleHorrorPodcast. And you can download and listen to the show at Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And, of course, download, subscribe to us on iTunes as well. That's going to do it for us. We wrap up live at the St. Louis Con. So, yeah, we're here at the Con. We're going to have okay. pictures. We're going to have things online. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Uh, we got we got our sweet pics with Hassaw Jim Duggan. Uh, it's going to be good. So check out our social media whenever we, uh, whenever we get done with this. All right, Moon Goons, take care. We'll see you later. Adios.